You're listening to Fit Girl, your guide to getting in shape, the podcast dedicated to helping you separate fact from fiction in fitness. For more details about this podcast and other episodes, visit fitgirlpodcast.com. This is podcast episode number 279. In this episode, your why revisited and why it's important to know your why. The best workout for sculpt, shape, weight loss, and strength, and yes, you can have it all. And in nutrition, what are your daily healthy habits? Just a couple of things to review here before we jump into the episode. If you signed up to be a beta tester, you should have received an email from me with a link to the new Strong and Powerful community. Now, there are only 10 of these founder memberships available, and there's only a handful remaining. So if you have that email from me, you might want to jump on that fast because the once they're gone, there's only so many of those. But don't worry, I have a backup plan. And that is when the founder group of memberships are full, then I'm going to send out an email for the next level of membership, and that is the charter member, which will be kind of similar. It will still have a limited number of spaces available. It'll still have access to all of my content library, and then the majority of the new items, just not necessarily the things that I will be testing. So they will have to wait till it's tested and it rolls out to have access to that. So I'll be emailing those invites to you soon. If you've gotten other emails from me, then you'll definitely get an invite. If not, then get to one of my sites, sign up so that you're on the list to get that notification. Once the charter memberships are full, then we will be ready for regular type membership and and launch everything 100%. That way we should have enough feedback to know how things are going to work smoothly. So in case you're wondering what this whole platform thing is all about, it's going to be consolidating most of my sites, plus it has a really cool community feature. So we can actually discuss different topics and comment on the different courses or workouts or whatever kind of my content library that you go through and use and maybe have questions about. And not only myself will be answering these, but other members in the community, some of them that have been with me for a really long time and have gone through all of these different Uh, products or workouts or uh, courses. And that way you have not only my information, but you also have other people that have been using these types of uh, information in their everyday life to kind of help you troubleshoot. It'll basically be a one-stop place to get a lot of great fitness information and to get advice, support, encouragement, all of these from other people who are like-minded and have been in similar situations. And I find that the best way for someone to learn something is to help to teach it to someone else. So by asking questions and enabling part of our community to help you, you're also helping them. And it's just a really nice way of all of us to kind of pull together and give support and kind of give that interaction that we need that we might not be getting, especially since the whole COVID thing. Now, the other thing that I'm going to be doing is creating new courses and the fitness makeover is something that I want to have different levels of because there's so much information with that and I I can only get so deep in one particular course. So I want to have offshoots of that more into the mindset, more into detailed nutrition, more into very specific parts of training. I mean, some people might be interested in that part and some people might not, but there's going to be different pieces that'll appeal to everyone. And the whole thing is basically about continuing education. The more you know, the more you'll be able to apply and the better your results are going to be and the faster your results are going to be too. First up is motivation. 
And when we get to motivation, we always have to think about what we really want. And what is it that you really want out of fitness? Do you want to be able to eat whatever you want and not gain weight? Do you want to be lean? Do you want to be strong? Do you want to have all of the above? And when you think about what you want, you think, I'm going to have to give this up or I'm going to have to do that. And when you boil it down, it's partly what you're willing to do, but it's really more about what are you willing to give up? Are you willing to give up sleeping in in the morning so that you end up getting up early to get your workout done because you know you won't be able to do it any other time? Are you willing to give up maybe the alcohol on the weekend for a month or two just to break through a plateau or to really burn some body fat faster? Are you willing to give up some of the notions that you have already about fitness as far as doing too much cardio or thinking that more cardio is going to help you lose weight and realizing that well, I need to change that and give up that thought and focus on my weight training? So there's different things that you have to give up, but not necessarily in a deprivation or in a bad way. Because sometimes these are actually things that are habits and you know that sometimes they're not so good of a habit or maybe I should say they're not a habit that's conducive to the body that you want. So sometimes giving something up really isn't a bad thing. It's just a change in your thought process. If you were to make a list of what it would take to get to your goals and you made a list of things that I am willing to do and things that I'm willing not to do, you might find quite a difference. You might be willing to do a lot more things versus giving up certain things. So when you think about yourself having a goal or someone else pursuing a goal, you think of words like determination, commitment, dedication, perseverance, and maybe you think to yourself, I'm not really that type of person. You know, maybe that's what's holding me back. I'm not really determined or I'm not dedicated to something or committed or whatever. And that's not usually the case because you can look at your life and say, okay, I'm dedicated to this. I'm determined to finish that. Different things will prove that you can do these things such as commitment and perseverance. So does it come down to not knowing your true why? And people tend to say, yeah, I know my why. It's I want to wear clothes. I want to not worry about my weight. This is why I want to do that. But the reason why we have the whole why worksheet, which I think is in one of the past episodes online, that forces you to go through not just the first why you have, but the why you have that first why and the why you have that second why and keeps digging deeper and deeper and deeper so that you know what the true reason is for doing something. In one of our workshops, we had somebody go through this deep why step by step, and they started out with, I want to lose X amount of pounds for my reunion. And you, know, you would think you could stop right there, but no, we said, okay, well, why do you want to lose that weight for that reunion? Well, I want to look good when I see all of my friends again. Okay, well, why do you want to look good when you see all your friends again? Well, most of them were more successful in high school than me or more popular than me and I didn't look good then and I want to make sure I look my best now. Well, why do you want to make sure you look your best now? And trust me, it didn't go this quickly. It took this person a lot of thought to kind of pull this stuff out. And so, you know, they thought and said, well, you know what? I felt like I was insignificant. And I'd really like to show people that I'm significant. You know, I have a th thriving business. I have a great family. I've really made something out of my life and I'm very significant in my community. But they felt that 
their look on the outside had to match their success in life. And it wasn't a lot of weight that this person had to lose, but it was kind of like the last 10, 15 pounds. So as you know, that can be sometimes the hardest part to lose. So getting down to that deep, deep reason, which was, you know what, I always felt insignificant and they wanted to go back to a place and change that. They wanted to change how these people viewed them as insignificant and they wanted to change it and say, look how significant I am, but they didn't want to have any little, I guess, dinks in their armor that people could look and say, you're not successful in this area. I guess it was a really competitive place, whatever school they went to. So that is the deeper why, because this person had tried to lose weight before and it really didn't happen because their why was just, I want to look better. It wasn't this deep rooted why of like, you know what, these people never recognized me. They never appreciated me. They, they even made fun of them. Um, I'm going to show them that I can be successful in everything I do. So that is a much more powerful driving force to get up in the morning when you don't want to, especially when you're talking about a timeline. You know, we had about, I think, six months, which was plenty of time, but also not enough time because sometimes you can keep putting things off too much and too much. So anyways, we got them focused, banged it out. They were ready like two months before the event. Uh, and it was perfect because not only were they at their goal, but they're also relaxed when they actually went to the reunion. And of course, you know how this story goes. It, it always happens this way. You know, somebody busts their ass to look their best to, at a reunion and then they get there and they realize everybody else is horribly out of shape or, you know, something else has happened and people are just not what you were expecting. But the point is that there is a deep, deep, deep why. And sometimes you have to go through that. Why do you want that? Why do you want that? Five or six times to really dig, dig deep and find it. Otherwise, it's not gonna be motivating enough to get your butt out of bed. There's a specific group of people I keep finding have a particularly tough time with this. And those are the type of people who are caregivers, someone who puts the needs of other people first. And it can be particularly difficult for them to focus on themselves because they're just not used to that. And so they put everything else first and themselves last. And, you know, then they wonder why they're so tired or why they can't get in the shape they want. And it boils down to the fact that they're just natural caregivers and not very comfortable with putting themselves before other people. And this is where doing that worksheet of going through the whys makes a difference. It actually enables them to put it on paper, which makes it easier to comprehend and to see why they want the goal. And usually it starts out like most people. Why? Well, I, I want to lose the weight so my clothes fit better. I want to feel better. I want to look better. But then you keep digging deeper and deeper. And in several of the cases, the final why was either one of my parents died when they were young and I don't want to do that to my children. Another one was I want to be able to get on the ground and play with my children and do activities with my children and I can't do that because I'm stiff and I'm overweight. And another one was I want to pass on healthy habits to my children. I don't want them to think that they always have to be dieting and over exercising. I want to set a good example. So if you turn any one of these things into a mantra that you say every day or you can just call it an affirmation, then it's going to help reinforce what the goal is. If every day that person woke up and said, I want to get on the floor and play with my kids. I want to go outside and play baseball with my kids. That's why I'm doing this. 
that's much more powerful than I want to fit into my clothes. I mean, because these are things that, well, you know, you can go buy new clothes. It's just not as powerful. So going through those whys, define your deep, 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 deep why, and make a commitment to ask yourself at least four or five times, why do you want that? So each one, it's almost like you're that annoying kid that's always like, why, 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 why? Well, there's a reason because they're trying to get to the deep final answer. And that's exactly what you need to have the dedication and the commitment to have the reason to give something up temporarily. Because remember, when you have yourself in shape, when you do, the, do it the right way by boosting your metabolism, you don't have to give those things up permanently. You know, you can have your cake and eat it too. You just have to get to the right point where your metabolism is set higher. And you do that with your weight training and your regular eating, everything that we talk about in the podcast. And then you reach your goal and you maintain it. And it's much easier than trying to get there. If you think of it as a case of would you rather, would you rather struggle with your weight for another couple of years or would you rather be a little more particular about what you do, what you eat, when you, what you do with your time and your exercise for a couple of months, and then never have to worry about it? So would you rather keep doing what you're doing now, or would you rather change everything you're doing now for maybe two or three months and then never have to worry about it again? And if you're wondering exactly what you need to do so that you can get in shape in a couple of months and then just maintain it or never have to worry about it again. We're going to talk about that in the nutrition section. Now in our training section, I promise to tell you the best workout for sculpt, shape, weight loss, and strength. And the best one ready for the drum roll is the one you do and the one you do regularly. And it's not going to be the same every time because we know we need to switch it up now and then. When it comes to your workouts, you need to remember some of them are going to be great and some of them are going to suck, but it's consistency in the long run over time that's going to make the changes. So whether it's a five minute blast at home or a full body workout at the gym, you don't have to kill yourself. You just have to take care of your muscles. And when you think of it that way, you take care of your teeth, you take care of your hair, you take care of your nails, you know, daily use of your body is not taking care of your muscles. It's just using them. I mean, if it did, you'd probably already be in the shape you want, right? There's still a bunch of myths out there. And I know that because I hear people tell me it all the time about what they need to do for weight loss or what they think is, a, is sufficient for weight loss. And one of them is something like, I've closed all the circles on my Apple Watch. That's enough, right? Well, no, it's not. Um, or I walked 10,000 steps this week. Isn't that enough? Isn't that going to make me drop a bunch of weight? And I would have to say, well, that depends. It depends on how fast you're walking, how challenging were the steps. I mean, did you walk up a steep hill with a 20-pound backpack on your back? Then maybe. But if it was just once out of seven days, then probably not. And I know what you're thinking. I'm not suggesting that you do a workout with a fully loaded backpack on your back but wait a minute, give me your thoughts on that because it might actually be kind of a fun thing to do for a home workout. And that's the kind of stuff I like to create but never have the time to, and hopefully that's gonna be changing. So you know that means you'll see that workout from me soon. Anyways, back to our point. The point is that your daily routine is not a challenge to your body. 
your muscles need to be used different ways and challenged in different ways. I mean, have you ever noticed that you miss some workouts and then you feel kind of stiff and achy? Well, without your regular exercise, your muscles are going to tighten, they're going to weaken, they can even atrophy, and all of this causes a weak body that's easily breakable. And when you get down to it, aging is no mystery. It's lack of use. And lack of use equals abuse. Okay, abuse isn't really the right word, but neglect didn't rhyme with use. So anyways, I thought it'd be easier to remember lack of use equals abuse. Neglect is probably the biggest reason people have injuries or aches and pains. And you know, I hear this all the time too. I have a bad knee, I have a bad shoulder, I have a bad back, I have a bad insert body part here. And you know, 99% of the time it's a muscle weakness or a muscle tightness. And if I had a nickel or a dollar for every time I've helped someone eliminate or reduce these aches and pains in their joints and have also told me that they went to several doctors that couldn't fix their issue or the doctors had suggested medication or surgery and nothing else, well, yeah, I'd be retired. You know that. Well, actually, I'd probably still be doing the podcast because I just have more time to do it. Look, doctors are trained in what they're trained to do. I mean, there's, they specialize and that's not the same as analyzing the function and the movement of the muscle. I mean, obviously doctors are very knowledgeable, but not on every single topic. I mean, just like I wouldn't perform heart surgery, well yet at least, um, <laughs> no kidding. Um, a heart surgeon may not recognize common body overuse syndromes that a trainer would. And they also may not know the exact exercises that would work to fix that problem because they haven't worked with people over time and seen what's worked and what's not. They have with their heart surgery, so they're certainly the perfect candidate for that. But sometimes it's a matter of getting different opinions from different areas of health. And as usual, yes, I'm on a tangent, but the point is that no one person has all the answers to your aches and pains, so it's really valuable for you to take a hold of your health and do some research, investigate some stuff for your, your own sake and for your own peace of mind. Now the tangent was neglect. And because of neglect, muscles hurt. And then by the time you feel the pain, there's going to be a lot more work to do, which is why some exercise is better than none. So will doing yoga make you lose five pounds in a week? Well, no, but it will strengthen your legs depending on what you do. And it's going to move your muscles in ways that keep the blood flowing through them, help them stay mobile and healthy. So yes, it's a good thing. On the other side of that, if you do exercise incorrectly all the time, you're going to hurt yourself. Okay, there's a, actually a guy at our gym massively cheats on form. I mean, like the poster child of what not to do and uses a ridiculous amount of weight on everything he does, throws it all around, goes way too fast. It's just like a train wreck. But he's on the younger side and you can't really seem to tell him anything. And he probably just doesn't hurt as much as he should yet because he's relatively, I would say, new to training meaning probably the last um, five to eight years, that would be a relative newbie for your body as far as training goes. Now, poor exercise habits like that, they're, they're just like poor hygiene. You, know, you can only get away with it for so long before someone, and in this case, it's your body, notices and they kind of break down or run away from you. I mean, in this case of the body, it's just going to start to fail. Things are going to hurt or things are going to start to give you issues and problems. And this is where we go back to the abuse. You're abusing the body by doing exercises incorrectly and fast and too much weight and all that kind of stuff is abusing it 
and it's going to rebel. And it's, it's also neglect because you're not taking care of it the right way. Another exercise or type of exercise people always do because they think they're very beneficial is push-ups. You know, is push-ups every day the best workout for your body? Well, depends on how you do them. And if you say you can't, I have a video on YouTube that shows you how to do a push-up if you can't do a push-up. So speaking of how to do a push-up, if you go down all the way to the floor where your chest touches the floor or your nose touches the floor and you do it with a straight body like a plank, then yes, it's a good exercise. If you do it with those fast moves, like where you're barely lowering yourself and you look more like a pigeon pecking at the ground, then no. And by the way, we have people at the gym that do that. Anyways, three perfect push-ups are far superior than any bad one. And this does tie back to the best workout, which basically is things done correctly. Your exercise choice is very important. How you do it is even more important. Now, another example, when my clients do pull-ups, we don't use the pull-up machine. I mean, it just depends on the person, but the goal is to get them to do full pull-ups. We do it hanging from the bar, and I don't allow them to cheat. There's no swinging. They don't look like a monkey. There's no bent knees. There's no contortions. And for the men, you know, maybe they get two to five on their first try and they're frustrated because it's a lot harder when your legs are just straight and you can't use them. And most of them end up getting up to a lot more, but yeah, they could do more than that if they were allowed to swing and all that kind of stuff. But the quality of the work for the muscle is so much more valuable when you do it correctly and they actually feel the difference the next day. So in regards to pull-ups, let's go back to the guy, Mr. Trainwreck, we'll call him. Now, what he does is he swings like crazy going up and down, and he then adds more weight by taking a dip belt and putting weight on it and then still swinging up and down. And yeah, he can do a lot of them, but would he be able to do them if he didn't have any swinging or contortions going on? If he just had the straight legs like my clients do, I don't think he would, but I think he would actually be able to feel his back working. I, I just can't see how he would ever get any back width from doing them, and obviously he hasn't because he hasn't changed. So the point being that quality over quantity, and that's another example of why doing your perfect form is so important when it comes to changing your body. Yeah, I know you think I should probably have a talk with this guy and tell him how to do everything correctly, but to be honest with you, all the other trainers told me that they've already done that and it's just a waste of time. And quite frankly, if somebody is not seeking your help, they're not apt to use any of the information you're going to give them. So it is truly a waste of time. Well, eventually, you know, he'll probably hopefully see that he needs some help and then ask some questions and then we can get them on the right track. But just like with everything else, unless it's your idea to seek help, you're not going to really take help that's just kind of given to you. There's not a value in that either. And that is especially true for fitness because everybody thinks they know how to get in shape, but so few people are in shape. So that just to me is always mind boggling. And this might come as a surprise, but I've actually worked with people who argue every single exercise with me. And I'm at the point where I don't need to do that anymore and by experience I've learned that these types of people tend to not get good results because they don't listen because rather than taking a new view of something they're too busy arguing what already does not work compared to those who do listen and, and maybe ask questions to understand better which is completely different they tend to change their body and they change their whole life because they learn and it's that knowledge 
and the understanding of why this is doing this and why this is helping. And this is all the stuff that I tell you on the podcast. It's this open-mindedness and the ability to process it and change that makes the results permanent. Obviously, along with the right exercises and all that other stuff. But if it's not clicking in your brain, it's going to be harder to maintain. Hey, that rhymes too. So far, we know that the best workout to get in shape does not involve cheating or swinging or contorting or using too heavy of a weight. Then we also go to another guy that's at our gym, and he uses good exercises, squats, bench, deadlifts, you know, real solid type exercises, but he only uses like one-eighth of the range of motion, and he puts a ton of weight on. So same thing. I mean, a squat that barely moves two inches is not going to affect anything except put pressure on your knees and hurt them. So again, dumbfounded how these people are not, you know, more severely injured. Maybe they are, and I've just never really gotten all the information. But anyways, not using a full range of motion is another, I guess, way of abuse because you know what? You're not helping your muscles learn how to work properly and how to move through ranges of motion that are part of daily life. The weight you use is always relative. It should be challenging. It doesn't matter if it's more than last week. I know some people will argue with that, but if you're talking about fitness and weight control, just doing a weight that is challenging, something that really makes you work the last couple of repetitions. And yes, maybe your first two sets are kind of warm-ups. Warm-ups don't mean go 20, 30, 40, 50 reps to warm up. It means Practice the motion that you're going to do for your heavier lift or your more challenging lift. So it should be six to eight reps for a warm-up at a weight that is obviously less than your working weight. So it's not going to be the same across the board. Now, if you're a brand new beginner to exercise, then yes, you're probably going to do two or three sets at the same weight. And some people argue that too. But basically, the reason why I say that of three sets is that the first one, you might just kind of be getting comfortable. The second one, you're maybe a little more focused. And then the third one, you probably click a little better and have found a little more challenging weight. And all of that's going to change because you'll get stronger faster as a beginner. And that's why it's important to keep a workout log so that you don't waste time doing one of your sets on the lighter weight that you did previously. So we often compare the body to an aging car. If we have a car that's from the 40s or the 50s, it can run and look like new if it's properly maintained, if it's taken care of. And the same thing for your body. If you properly maintain it by doing exercises the correct way and consistently, then it's going to run smoothly too. I mean, sure, things can happen. We tend to injure ourselves more in daily life than in the gym. So it is important to combine different types of exercises, and that's why machines should not be the mainstay because they don't help with your stabilizer muscles, and they're not natural movements most of the time for real life. So things like squats or rows or even ball slams or wall throws, all things that make your body move in different ways, and that helps your muscles also move and change if you're challenging yourself. And the reason we always say exercise is the fountain of youth is because by keeping your muscles mobile and active, that keeps them young. Think about how things that get old that are never touched that actually get brittle and break easily to the touch. And unfortunately, that's kind of the idea we have of our elderly because 
in the past, they didn't exercise. And a lot of the people I work with are in their 80s and 90s and have gotten to their 90s because of exercise, because they learned how to bend down and pick something up properly. Uh, they've done squats. You know, they know how to get up from the floor. All of these things have helped them at times where maybe they did lose their balance and fell a little bit. Uh, they were able to get back up off the floor or they were able to keep their body upright, not hit their head. I mean, these are things that you don't think about when you're younger, but these are things that can happen when you're older and having that whole range of motion and mobility and those muscles being able to do what they're supposed to because you keep practicing it with your exercise is what's going to keep them young and safe and help you have a better quality of life as we get older. So yes, exercise is definitely the fountain of youth. Now, what is the best workout for sculpt, shape, weight loss, and strength? Well, here's the answer besides everything I just said. There really isn't one. There are many of them. So first, it's the one you're gonna do, and the one you're gonna do properly, and the one you're gonna do when you focus on the muscle rather than using the weight or a number of repetitions. Then it's picking the exercises that do more work with each body part. So there are certain exercises that are isolation ones, certain ones that use more muscles at once. The one that uses more muscles at once is gonna be more time efficient and it's gonna be better for increasing your strength and your metabolism. And this is the stuff we're talking about with squats and maybe ball slams if you like to do that kind of stuff. I mean, and the CrossFit stuff can be good and bad. You know, if you're doing it really, really super fast, which sometimes they do because they're going for repetitions or whatever, that's not really good for general health. Like anything, it's a, turned into a sport and some people are competitive at it and that's how they train for that. But if you're looking for general health or weight loss, a lot of the moves are good, just not the way they do them. You know, So take the moves, slow them down, be more thoughtful, be more mindful in what muscles you're using and your breathing so that you can engage your core. So I mean, there's, like most things, there's a lot of good exercises, just not necessarily people that execute them well. I always jokingly say, you know what, there's no, there's no bad body parts, just bad people because they're not taking care of their body parts. So sometimes that holds a little bit true for exercise when it's your basic foundational type exercises because trust me, there are some really bad exercises out there. I think sometimes, you know, people look on YouTube or Instagram and people are just trying to make stuff up just to make it look different and fancy and whatever. And it's like, you know what, basics, foundations, a lot of times we think that's remedial, but it's not. It's how we create things. So if you think of that more as the way to create and then build upon, then it doesn't seem like it's a beginner thing because basics and foundations, those are your squats and your lunges and your pull-ups and your push-ups. And even what we've just discussed, you've seen how easily it is to do all of those incorrectly. And when they are done incorrectly, eventually things are going to break. And that means your body's gonna have aches, pains, and injuries. Now going back to what constitutes the perfect workout, it's also shooting for a weight that challenges you for six to 10 repetitions. And this can vary, obviously, everything can change, but rarely will more than 10 repetitions impact your metabolism for hours afterwards. And higher reps is great for cardio, and it certainly has a purpose, but it's not the solution to permanent weight loss. Just ask anybody who has spent hours on the elliptical and then skip a couple of workouts, does their body stay the same? No, it doesn't. But as somebody who focuses on the weight training, 
if they miss a couple workouts and they eat a bunch of goodies, you know, does their body stay the same? Yes, usually it does because that's impacting the metabolism a lot better and more permanently. Muscle is your metabolism. The more muscle you have, the faster your metabolism is. That's why it's usually easier for men to lose weight than women. They naturally have more muscle. And that's why women shouldn't be afraid of building muscle. You're not going to build bulk unless you're specifically training for that way, specifically eating that way because you have to do both, and then specifically recovering in a way that's going to cause that to happen. So it's no accident. Don't believe it when people say, oh, yeah, I just started lifting weights and I got real big. No, it doesn't happen that way. There may be 1% of the population. I mean, in my entire life, I've only actually seen two, maybe three people that were naturally muscular um, and really didn't have to work out very much. Okay, so I mean, you're, we're talking, what is it, 40, 50 years now and only three people? Uh, yeah, so it's very unlikely. In finding the perfect workout, I've searched and searched, and I'll tell you what, there really is not one. There's, there's many of them. And in reality, I want you to have, you know, what I have as far as being able to work out. Sometimes I miss some workouts. Sometimes I don't eat too great. But because of the foundation that I've built, then I can do all that. I can get away with it and my body stays the same. I mean, I may not be as shredded as I want to be, but I know I'm not putting the effort either. And I also know that I'm not being really great on my eating or my workouts, but my body is staying the same. You know, everything still fits the same. And that's the whole point of your metabolism increasing from doing the weight training the right way. And it's great to finally have, you know, that whole, well, not finally, it's been like years now, but it, from being younger and worrying about my weight and worrying about what to eat and this and that and the other thing, you know, not to have to worry about that is what life is about. You shouldn't have to obsess about running to do cardio because you ate a piece of cake. And by the way, that doesn't work. Okay, you can't eat something and then burn some calories to burn it off. So for goodness sakes, if you do anything, don't look at the calories of stuff because it is not true. It depends on what your lean body mass is, where your metabolism is, what your effort is. Don't go by the calories on the machines. Okay, that's just gonna drive you nuts. Just remember that the calorie count on a machine is just an equation. It's a number times a number. It takes into factor nothing about you or how you're doing anything or what your body is like. So just don't even pay attention to it. And probably a good idea not to get me started on that either. Now machines are okay to use if you can't get to what you would normally do or barbells or free weights or something, but they shouldn't be the mainstay of your workout. And I think that kind of goes with the whole concept of variety for your muscles, but also some adaptability. So take, taking a workout and repeating it two or three times is actually good. Allow your muscles to get a little bit stronger on those things and then once it adapts you change it. And you may or may not know how to judge that but it just depends on the level of training that you're at. And when I say that, that means have you been doing your weight training regularly for two years, three years, five years, 20 years. If you've been inconsistent, your, your body's somewhere in the beginner intermediate phase. So most importantly, having a plan, being consistent with your plan, and of course that plan includes your foundational type exercises, your squats, your lunges, your pull-ups, your push-ups, rows, basically complex body parts like your back, chest, and leg training, including glute and hamstring, is going to make a big 
difference versus just focusing on the glute only. You know, you're, gonna, you're not going to really do a whole lot if you're only focusing on one body part. So get all of it going at the same time, change it up, be consistent, and that's going to get you results. Now, if you don't have a plan, you know that whole saying, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So you should have a plan or an idea of what you're going to do and what you want to accomplish when you go into the gym. That way you're going to save time and you're going to get results. So if you don't have a workout log or a notebook that you put your workout notes in, that is a really important investment in making your body get results. You've got to be able to judge yourself. Am I progressing? Am I not? So if you don't have a plan at all, then get to fitgirlpodcast.com and click on that coaching banner and schedule an appointment with me so we can get you on a plan to get your results. And one last note, because I had it written here on my notes, that I'm going to put up a couple of my favorite five-minute blasts on YouTube. So that way, if you're at home and you can't get to the gym or whatever, you can bang out one of these or maybe two or maybe three or four, repeat it a couple of times, and you're going to get that type of workout that you need to keep that metabolism going. Now, speaking of having a plan, do you have a plan for your nutrition? Is it an outline in your head or a specific go-to meal or certain meal choices? Some things for you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner you regularly eat. Obviously, nutrition plays a huge role in changing your body, but it also plays a huge role in how your mind functions and how your energy levels are. And if you crave things, you're usually not eating on a schedule. So eating on a schedule, even if you're not hungry, is very, very critical to so many different parts of your body and your weight loss success. Your nutrition shouldn't really be a diet per se. It should be kind of an outline of healthy eating and knowing what to eat at different times, what are your proper food choices. And so basically, nutrition should be about forming healthy habits, the first of which is eating on a schedule, the second of which is including more protein with each meal. And then the third would be more vegetables, preferably the green ones. And then just your healthy snacks. And yes, there's a lot of things out there for convenience that can be good and bad, but we go back to what's the better bad choice. If you had to blow something, is it better to you know, have something that's a little bad or something that's a lot bad? And regardless, just get back to your eating plan as soon as you can. I mean, that's what it boils down to. Sometimes there's emergency situations. You're out to dinner. You only have one choice. You know, that then you do that. It's not the end of the world. You know, you just get right back on track the next day. The goal, of course, though, is those healthy habits. Not restricting yourself, but having the healthy habits that help to boost your metabolism. I'm going to give you some ideas of what healthy habits would be. I mean, you probably know some of them already. Like for example, eating breakfast. That's a very healthy habit to set off your metabolism for the day. Drinking a certain amount of water, eliminating junk food. I mean, for the most part, every once in a while, you know, you're going to have some. Um, eliminating soda, having at least two vegetables a day or two fruits a day, you know, different things that you can incorporate. And it takes thought. It's not that it's difficult to do these things. It's not. It just takes thought and planning. And then after a while, it becomes a habit. You know, habits are just repetitions. And that's why getting on track with a meal plan helps you keep on track with your eating. And then you get results. And so, I mean, it's just that simple. 
um, adding protein to your meals, making sure you're getting enough protein or at least protein with three meals. Um, the normal recommendations for protein are so low um, that we really can't go by those general guidelines. But for women, maybe 100 grams of protein is a great way to start. It's a lot harder than you think. Uh, you do have to kind of look at everything, but just think if you have a little bit of protein with breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you're good. So what I want you to do is think about your habits. You know, Do you have any healthy nutrition habits right now, things that you do every day? And maybe it's monitoring your water, maybe it's limiting your coffee. Um, it's something. I'm sure you've got at least one healthy habit. So go ahead and send me an email of what that healthy habit is because I'm really curious. And if you have more than one, please send that too. You can send me three or four or whatever. I'm just something to keep you accountable and something to see what other people's daily nutrition habits are. So we want the healthy nutrition habits though, okay? And for some people, it's having a cup of tea before bed. So many different things. There's no right or wrong. Just send me an email so I can kind of see what everybody else is doing out there. And pretty soon we'll be able to post that question on the community and everybody will see it and everybody can respond and interact. And, you know, I'm really excited about this because there's so much more I want to be able to get to so many people. And obviously doing the podcast is great, but I just don't always have enough time to research what I want and put it in there. And I've got so many things from the past that are great programs. Some of them are ones that you can download. They're the paper with the workout log and you just take it to the gym. That's back when we had Club Fit. Some of them are on video, which you can just do the workout at home and that is Quick Fit Club. And then there's the exercise library where I go through every single exercise. So all of these things I want in one spot. That's what this platform is going to be. Plus the whole place where we can talk and answer questions. And oh my gosh, I'm so excited about it. So anyways, if you had that founder member beta tester email, get over there because there's only a couple of them left. And then I'll be shooting out the ones for the charter memberships and then we'll have the full on rollout. And yes, it'll be all exciting. And something I'm doing is that the fitness makeover program, if you have already completed it, you will be obviously able to access the new version free. Uh, and I'm going to make it kind of tiered like levels because when you're starting out, there's only so much information that you can really absorb. So I want to make it like a round one, round two, round three, just adding information each time. So, you know, it's kind of like you can't start with calculus if you don't know how to count. You know, sometimes too much too soon is not good. So taking it one step at a time is going to enable you to add some of these habits, whether they're nutrition or motivation or training habits, just get them into your system before you jump on and find out something new. So anyways, that whole continuing concept of the fitness makeover and kind of expanding, not just stopping at one point with a course, but continuing to evolve and learn and expand that education. I mean, that's what I think it's all about. And that's what I think I've been put here to do is to kind of teach people what doesn't work, what I've been through and what I've seen doesn't work and what I've seen that works and to help other people not be as frustrated as I was when I was younger um, and solve this whole weight control issue. Because once you get there, it's a lot easier to maintain. And once you actually do it, you'll realize, oh, why didn't I do this earlier? So anyways, that's what everything I do is all about. So get on the email list if you're not there already, because you're going to want to get that jump start on the new platform and go to fitgirlpodcast.com 
or any other of the sites, strongandpowerful.com, fitnessmakeover.com. And uh, there's different things in there. You'll see articles, you'll see, and you'll kind of get an idea of where I'm going with everything in the world. And I apologize if there are some weird noises in here. There was planes going overhead and cricks and creaks and birds and stuff. So I don't know. Maybe you hear it. Maybe you don't. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get your best body ever. If you'd like additional information on these topics and more articles on health, nutrition, and motivation, visit fitnessmakeover.com all-in-one-workout.com or coachkira.com.